Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean, yes, it's Chatting with Nat, and today we have the honor of having rock band Limber Lost. Limber Lost is an award-winning American rock band from Seattle, Washington. Behind the crushing vocals of Crystal Cavett and mesmerizing harmonies of Brittany Lauren, the band consisting of Ricky Dunn on guitar, Ben Thor Beeman on bass, Anthony Chirochi on keys, and Michael Burt on drums, I hope I said that right, use captivating hooks and tenacious grooves to grab your heart and invade your soul. A troupe of six vastly different origins who bind together as one and rise from the mist to permeate, permeate every song and performance with passion, love, and raw energy. Let's give them a round of applause. Hey there. Hello. Hi. How are you? Doing, 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 doing. Doing great. Thank you for having us today. Yeah. I'm excited to have you. Um, uh, it's been a crazy, I would say, six years, hell. Not just the pandemic. Yeah. Just been a bunch of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was telling somebody else, I woke up, I was just laying in bed, and I'm thinking, is it really 2021? Are we, like, in the 1940s, 30s? Because you never think that something like this would happen would happen now in 2021 it's just so surreal so how have um, you guys been during this the, during the pandemic how have you guys been wow yeah so i mean it took everybody off guard right nobody yeah. really knew how to handle it when when everything started changing so quickly and so rapidly so our our kind of idea was to just never quit doing what we were doing um right you know, to just do what we could do and we would make every plan that we possibly could and we would plan for the best and then have contingencies for the worst. So, you know, some of our our plans got interrupted and time got shifted and, you know, um, our recording project for our album got pushed out, you know, by about a year, our album launch, things like that. But in the end, um, we just, we just kept trucking, man. I mean, this is something that, that we want to do and we want to pursue and something that we love. So, so we, we've just found different ways to plug our energy into the brand and into um, what we can do so that this year we did have some time over the summer where things have opened up a little bit and we've able, been able to go play some shows and we were kind of on the, the front end, edge of that wave of getting things going just because we were chomping at the bit ready to go and never willing to be knocked down by it. I love that. Now, did you guys do any uh, live streaming at all? Very small amount. Yeah, I think we did. We had the we had the Fourth of July show um, last year that we played in last year. Yeah, and that was live stream. That was put on a radio. That was a lot of fun. 
but in terms of something that we we put on in our own production, um, no, I don't think we did any live streaming. Uh, no, yeah, we figure it just there was a lot of people who took that route, and right. so the airwaves were very very saturated very quickly, <laughs> and that was something that was I think worked well for like smaller. Indie, you know, individual artists rather than have, you know, it's a bit unwieldy to have six of us making so much right. noise and to deal with that. So it just, it just wasn't something that we felt like um, where our energy was going to be really well utilized as it could be, you know, so we spent time writing music, we spent time recording and working on some production stuff that we could. Yeah, I was one of those people saturating the airwaves with them. Yeah, no, but it's it good for, for you know, for some people it's been a fantastic thing. So we've done a lot of interviews, though, I will say that. Like, um, there's a lot yeah. of people who decided to start podcasting or doing YouTube things, and so we've done uh, dozens of interviews, it feels like, and that's been really a lot of fun. And just a, another way that we're so thankful that, that there are people who are willing to – put their time into this and put their time into us. And it's another way to grow the brand, you know, another way to kind of like, um, you know, meet new people and make new connections. So we are very thankful for, for, you know, podcasters and reviewers and things like that. You know, that's a big part of the industry now for, for indie artists. No, it's huge. Um, I really wasn't into the live streaming thing, but then I was with Beastboard Management and they were saying, oh, you should try it, blah, blah, blah. So there were some nights that, you know, there were a lot of people, there were a few people, and then there was nobody. Yeah, I was singing to yeah. myself. allowed me to practice <laughs> music. You know, right. I just, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. Um, one of the questions yeah. that I like to ask everybody that comes on chatting with Nat is during this past couple of years, it's just been, like we said, it's been cray-cray, um, but Thing, you know, people's eyes have been open to various things in their lives. Like, you know, I have colleagues that um, decided to uh, quit their jobs because they were realized that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to be happy with not wow. just about, the, you know, the money. Um, I read an article on, on that that they said there was a large percentage of people who actually quit their job. Or there are people that were working a lot and they said they realized they weren't spending time with their family. So, they cut back on work. I mean, I, I, the amount of people I saw walking with their families was crazy to me. Um, yeah. You know, oh, my God. The animals were like, okay, we can breathe. No more pollution was extremely fun because we were not outside. Mother Nature was having a ball. Now, obviously, yeah. The, yeah, the pandemic was crazy. I mean, obviously, it was bad. People died. People got sick. Um, but at the yeah. same time, it opened the eyes of a lot of people what they want to do with their lives. I know some artists that decided to totally rebrand their whole thing, took their music mm -hmm. down and created a new version of themselves, which is fantastic. So during this time, you know, there was a lot of self-reflection. Did you guys take time to self-reflect to decide you want to change anything? Or have you decided, you know, to keep your brand the way it is? Oh, I think there's no way around <laughs> like having to reformulate, right, and to remake yourself in the day and age. Because the industry that we're in just changes so rapidly anyways that you're constantly trying to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the next step, right? And so in the pandemic, again, yeah, things changed. And, and, you know, a lot of our local venues, we lost them, unfortunately. Yeah. They just had to close down. And that's, you know, that was kind of one of the things that was a big part of what we were doing was playing the this, this smaller local shows to connect with people. And we've had, we've had to kind of like 
you know, think a little bit bigger and broader, you know, as far as touring. And, and, you know, we made some good connections this year. We were able to go out and play at Sturgis for a whole week, which was fantastic at the Knuckle Saloon. Hey, Scotty. Um, that was that was really cool. And, you know, so now we're looking at this next year, um, you know, being very, very strategic about what we do. Not saying yes to every opportunity, but making sure that the ones that we do say yes to are the kind of things that we feel are going to take us to the next level, that kind of thing. You know, so really, like, it's been a lot yeah. of networking that's happened, I know, on the back end of things. Okay. You know, for the last year and a half, a lot of networking. Our guy, Mike, who is our drummer, and he's also kind of our manager who does all of the scheduling and all of the emails and stuff like that. I'm sure he connected with you in this process somehow, but, but he's constantly playing this game of like, you know, who can we connect with? Who can we plug in with? You know, who can, uh, who matches up with what we're doing brand wise. And as far as like goals and, Mm -hmm. you know, the level of professionalism that we're aiming for, who are the other people that we can, kind of link up with and, uh, you know, work together and, you know, be synergistic with. And so I would say like a lot of strategy has definitely okay. changed and shifted, you know? Yeah. But that's and, and I will add to that too, because, you know, prior, prior to the pandemic, we had been writing and working on this song and, and we had the opportunity to, to work with this really wonderful um, uh, producer, Timothy Eaton on this song called Good Fight. Uh, which is now the name of our album, right? It wasn't. Yeah. The whole thing was going down. And that was probably the one that, that, that potentially took the biggest shift. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. The pandemic, we, you know, we went into this song, a totally different idea. Crystal wrote it for a totally different reason. And, um, you know, just as, as everything was unfolding and as things in the world were happening, you know, we were listening to the lyrics going, this is just so much bigger than we ever, than we ever intended for it to be. Like these lyrics speak to what's happening now. And we didn't even write them about this. Like it, it seemed so universal. Like we had had this prophecy, this prophetic thing. <laughs> and, yeah. and so we decided to, to, you know what, we need to get this out there. And that was one of the big kickers for, well, how do we continue to, produce and put out during the pandemic in a way that is unique that isn't what everyone else is doing that isn't following yep. but but how can we take our own initiative and you know what who isn't saying the things that aren't being said you know like that's what we want to do so um yeah you know, we really took to looking at the the footage that's being captured and i'm sure you can hear my son here in the background playing with his gong <laughs> journey but we really took to the footage <laughs> That was, uh, that was, you know, being portrayed and we were looking yeah, at what was happening uh, on the news. everyone's feelings and everyone's different stances that they were coming from. And we just kind of conglomerated this into a video. And so Good Fight, I would say, became our anthem for the world and what was going on. And it certainly wasn't our intention for it to be that way, which ended up being probably the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So um, what was it? about the music industry that made you say, oh my gosh, I have to be a part of this? Is this something that you saw, you heard? What was it that gave you that, both of you, that aha moment? Mm, who wants to go first? Yeah, I mean, like, in, in terms for me, it's interesting because I hear that and I kind of know you're speaking to good fight. You're speaking to this music, but I also hear that, you know, Limberlost was, 
was a band. Crystal was in this band for what, four years prior to my joining. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I remember, I remember the first time I heard a Limberlust, I believe it was Long Shadows. Mm -hmm. And I was just taken with, I was immediately taken with Crystal's voice and the power Mm -hmm. of her voice commands it. And I was immediately taken with the very like femme rock energy that just is missing is just missing and, and it was so there it was so present I went oh my god I have got to be a part of this I love this <laughs> so that was definitely there you for came me from a different background you <laughs> did I came from looking for a band you weren't like no. oh I need to join a rock band no nope. like at all mm-hmm. no not at all in fact excuse me <laughs> thank you Judy uh, hang on. Yeah, no, I um, I happened to it was like a Cinderella story. I was uh, with our good friend Sammy Shoppy, who invited me to sing on stage, um, and I had been coaching him and and a good friend of his for a while, and um, I sang on stage with him. And Mike happened to be in the audience, and at that point they were looking for um, a harmony singer for Limberlost, and so there wasn't like an audition. I wasn't. I hadn't really heard a lot of their music prior to that. I'd heard some of the stuff um, in there working with Sammy. And I just, you know, after hearing some of the album and going and meeting with them, I fell in love with it, and it, it's just been kismet since then. So, Yeah, and because Brittany comes from a, a completely different background. She's actually a trained opera singer. She's a classically trained musician. Um, she's, she's worked in Italy actually doing that. Opera. And she's a, she's a vocal instructor and a piano teacher and that kind of thing. So, so what she brings to the band is really um, unique and very wonderful. She's been doing a lot of the arrangement work on our background mm-hmm. vocals and stuff like that for when we go into recording and when we're going live, we've got, you know, two or three parts with vocals that we've been working with, which is really, really fun. So, so yeah, so yeah. she didn't necessarily start out wanting to be a rock musician, but we, you know, we are inevitable. No, we captured her. Yeah. That's how it is. How did you come up with the, the name Limberlost and how did the band all come together? The rest of yeah. The okay. So that's, that's again, another whole long story. So, so going back a little bit to your previous question about how, like we got into this, I personally, have just always been doing music. My dad was a rock musician when I was growing up. We just always had instruments. I was always singing. It was never not a thing. So to me, music is just a function of life. And yep. so I've never, I've never been the most ambitious okay. person. Like I'm, I'm pretty chill about stuff. And so I've kind of always been like, I'm just going to be on the journey and on the road that music takes me and it's it's gone different directions over time and for a lot of years I was working in churches as a music director and that's how actually the band ended up getting started I was um, serving at a church and Mike came and visited that church at one point and um, you know saw me sing and we joined the same team and we're working together for a long time and he brought another friend um, Ricky who's our guitar player and um, they started coming in. So we started working together as a band in the context of playing music for church. And we started kind of talking about writing some stuff and working on some songs together. So back in 2014, I feel like it was the fall of 2014, we, the three of us plus a bass player named Daniel, who was kind of like the original 
um, member. Uh, we started writing songs and working together at church and kind of doing a combo of both and working on our own, you know, rock music as well. And that's kind of where Limberloft got started. And our name came from, because gosh, man, I tell you, you go on like Google or Facebook and you start looking up all these cool band name ideas you've got and you realize that there's already like six bands that have that name. So it's kind of challenging with, with the internet being what it is. It's, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that have already been done. So me, we were all spitting ideas around, and I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Ricky who brought up the name Limberlost, which is a place. It's a like a swamp in Indiana. And he mentioned it because it was just a cool name that had stuck with him because his grandmother had used that name for, like, the backwoods of their property when he was young. So it was a reference from childhood. It was just a cool name. He brought it up, and I was like, are you kidding? That's wonderful, because I was like, um, my favorite novel growing up, it was written by Gene Stratton Porter in the early 1900s, uh, it's called A Girl of the Limberlost, and it's, it's been my favorite book, and there was a movie made from it, and it's this story about this young girl, kind of this coming of age, finding music, you know, big emotions and relationship with her mom and saving the farm and all of this. It's a really wonderful story. And so there's the the name Limber Lost for that place came from the story of a guy who got lost out in the woods and needed to find his way out. And his name was Limber Jim. And when he got lost he realized that that he was he was coming back to the same place in circles and needed to find a direction and pick that direction and stick to that direction. And so there's a lot of metaphor in there about life and about, you know, being on a journey and finding your way that really kind of fits who we are as a band, that we yeah, want to be doing something that is music, right? Yeah, we want to be doing something that's music that we love and that we're good at, but it does something for the world. You know, yeah. it it gives something to people and to, to you know, whatever's happening socially, like we did with Good Fight or just, yeah. uh, you know, being there, you know, as live music, once thing, things opened up, being able to connect with people in person and stuff like that. So so there's the whole origin story. All right. I love it. And how important is it for you guys to be really, truly authentic um, as artists? Oh, my gosh. That's, like, number one. That's. That's number one, because for me, music is such a powerful tool to connect with people and to reach people. And it's a way to, it's a way to make bridges, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in society today, especially when there's this big deal of being on one side or the other, rather than trying to find a way to connect and a way to, to work together and a way to understand each other and a way to listen to each other. So music is one of those universal things that you can use as a tool in that kind of communication, right? Like every society throughout history, throughout the ages, has had music as a language. And so, so being able to use that to, to connect with people and for me personally, being able to take the stuff that I'm going through in life, because I'm your typical melancholy artist who you know, has a lot of emotions and a lot of processing to go through, and I do that through lyrics to be able to, to take something that's been utter garbage in my life or utter hardship in my life and to turn that into something that, 
that can then help someone else or be somebody be something that provides joy or something good in someone's life you know music that they enjoy an experience that they can enjoy when they come to their to our show and I'm able to connect with them from on stage and you know just give them that that feeling of you are important and you are significant in this moment um, to me I don't think you could do any of that without being willing to be you know authentically yourself good bad ugly messy self you know I think you have to be willing to be human in front of people so that they will see you as more than just the archetype more than just the person who's up on stage or the person they see on the internet um, that they really are communicated the fact that you know I'm human this is the stuff I've gone through I feel you I understand you and I'm there too and you know, I validate you, those kind of things. I think you, you have to be authentically who you are to, to even, like, play with that at all. Amen. Amen. And what's mm. interesting is that, um, you know, a lot of these platforms, specifically TikTok, you know, I did a webinar conference oh. on it. You were saying the most popular um, videos are the ones by authentic people. People are craving yeah. the for everything we've been through in the past six weeks with fake news, this, that, and people just want the real. Um, they're clinging yeah. more to people than they are to the mainstream artists because, you know, they want somebody that they can relate to, that they can feel like yep. they could just message and say, look, I'm going through this and this song, you know, really, mm-hmm. really through. So, no, I completely get it. Now, I'm going to play your song, Good Fight. Tell us what that's about. Would you like to talk about that, Brittany? Um, yeah. You know, I... <laughs> I have such a hard time answering what is this song about, though. I have a really hard time answering the question. <laughs> okay. I could start I the I feel like everybody gets their their own interpretation. Like, if you really sit with these yeah. words, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you what this is about. You know, what is the good fight is what our producer threw mm-hmm. to us. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the thing I, I want everyone to think of right when they go in it. Like, what is the good fight? When you hear that mm-hmm. name and you just don't know what it is, what is the good fight? That's kind of where I like the song to sit as you listen to it. So you don't want to spoil the the impact of it. Yeah, maybe we could talk about it after you play it. How does that sound? All righty, yeah. All right, let's play it. Take these thoughts and paint them on the side 
I've been hanging around today This tangle of misunderstanding We've been dragging around again Cause I won't let you go No, we're not going down We're not going under It's a good fight We're fighting It's a good fight
so much. Awesome. Awesome. Now you can give me the explanation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about it. So it did start off as one thing and became another very much. So um, initially it was, it was kind of burst out of, out of my relationship with my husband who we've been together for a lot of years now. And it, it, we just had this thing where we suddenly realized that we had completely misunderstood each other's intent on this one issue for for like like years and we were just both kind of like blown away like how could we have been getting this one weird thing wrong for so many for so many years and it's been this you know not a point of contention but it's been something we've dealt with you know kind of off and on and over and over and it just it was this idea that you know we gosh we've been together this long you know and it would be it would really be a shame for us to to not be willing to see see each other's perspective right and not be willing to to work together and so yeah it's about it's not that we're fighting with each other it's we're fighting for each other in that case right and right. so the 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 lyric in the song we are we're worth fighting for and so initially it was a song about you know a one to one relationship which you know that could be taken as you know a husband and wife or partners right. or you know family members or friends that you know that initially was where I was with it. But again, when the pandemic happened early on, we were dealing with, with riots and, you know, mm. the racial tension that was happening and all of those things that was right around after we had recorded it and we were getting ready to, you know, release the video and our producer had challenged us like, you, you know, like what is, you know, there's a scope to this song, but does, is that where it has to go? Like, is that the end point of it? And, you know, what if we, what if we looked broader and we did that there was, there was stuff happening and we have to, we have to be willing to see each other, even if we're on opposite sides of an issue as human beings, you know, we have to be willing to, to reach out and work together and to stick it out for each other because we're, everybody's worth fighting for, you know, everyone has value. Amen. I love it. I love it. Now, Mike mentioned that you guys might have a 16-show tour. Uh, oh, did he give you permission to talk about that or not? I don't know. He said, never there's, heard back. He said there's a big elephant in the room right now dressed as, as possible 16-show oh, yeah. tour. <laughs> yeah, he did. I saw that he did that, and I went, oh, no, Mike, because he really hasn't. Uh, you know, he we have confirmed. He's our manager, but right? We can't so say. Kind of a little, but not a lot. So we don't really know a whole lot. What can we say? We we can say that there are, there are a lot of exciting things happening, and that you know, um, to definitely you know keep watching all our social medias because all of our big announcements. As soon as we know something exciting, we want to share that with all of the people who have become our friends and our family through this thing we call music. So, so we've got a lot of really big things in the works that we're very excited about. And we're hoping to be able to have some things to share very soon. 
Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Do either of you play instruments? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You play them all, Brittany, right? You play everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, once upon a time, I would say I picked up a fair number and, and could, could toy around with them, could play them at, at uh at certain professional levels, but right now it's I very very much play piano. Um, and Crystal, I think you're you're rocking on that mm-hmm. guitar. I'm a guitar player. Yeah, I started mm-hmm. out on piano when I was younger, but um, my heart was stolen by Bonnie Raitt at a young mm-hmm. age, and she turned me. She really turned me into the the girl who you know wanted to grow up and be a rock star. I did have that moment in time where I'm like, I want, I do want to do that. That would be really cool. So, yeah, so I'm primarily a guitar player. That's awesome. I'm still, I've had a smart keyboard in a box for the past four or five years that is calling my name. But, um, oh, you I, should answer. I'm going to do it. I'm going, I promise. Um, so how do you balance your life and your rock life? Because um, do both of you have children? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a whole <laughs> That's a whole kettle of fish, isn't it, Brittany? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> As I'm sitting here, <laughs> pausing here and dealing with my my son, who I'm sure you can hear playing with all his toys. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's not that's, places. That's, right, that's what you're doing. That's, that's part yeah, of it. We're in different spaces. Yeah. With it. So I will tell you this about Brittany, that she, um, she had her baby a year ago, so mid-pandemic, oh, and good. while she was in a rock band, and this girl did not even, like, stop. We were filming the music video for Good Fight when, when <laughs> Journey was, what, five, six weeks we old? Were a week, we were a week out of the NICU when uh, we filmed. Yeah, so he was, he was a preemie. <laughs> okay. And she was a yep. week out of the hospital with him and came and, and shot a music like, video. How badass rock star is that? In- like, it it was a good time. It was a good day. It was definitely fun. We were looking for good bike clips while I was sitting in the hospital. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's, it was that's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't doing this at this level when my kids were little, I was, I was involved in music, but I wasn't doing the limber loss thing. Um, right. And so for me, my kids are older now. I've got a 14 year old and a 12 year old. So they are, I mean, a little bit more independent in, in, you know, the things that they can do. Like we don't require a babysitter as often, you know, they can kind of take care of themselves a lot more than Brittany's baby can at this stage. So, um, but once I did start doing music, it was very much because my family is supportive of me and what I do. Um, My husband had a job where he was able to work around, you know, my, my schedule for shows and uh, also um, he, the way our family is structured, we've been homeschooling for, for a long time. So um, me being gone for, you know, several days or a weekend or something at a time or a week or two for tour isn't stealing away from family time in the same way because we are together a lot more than, you know, in a situation where both parents are working and the kids are at school. So right. I feel like we, our family is just structured in a way that allows for more flexibility and I'm able to kind of take off and have my adventures and do my thing and my family is there to cheer me on and be supportive and take care of business at home and let me kind of unplug and go live that life for that time without any type of, you know, like feeling like I'm abandoning them or anything. They're They're right. very supportive and they want to see me. Uh, you know, 
live to the fullest extent and be able to participate at the level that we are right now. And I'm very, very thankful for them because it would, it would not be possible if it wasn't for their love and support. And yeah, that's been pretty incredible for me. And Brittany is just, man, just one of the most determined girls ever. And she's just decided that she's just, you know, not going to stop, you know, (laughs) she's going to take baby along with her. Yeah, no, it literally is really just determination. It comes down to this just like steadfast will that when people like look at me and say, no, you can't do this. I'm like, uh, no, back to them. No, I can do this. Like, I just don't take no for an answer is what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. So, you know, here, here I, I am, I've been tasked with being um, essentially a single mom. I have, I do have wonderful support from the people in my life, uh, but, you know, being a business owner and being in a rock band, and it is hard, and it takes yeah. sitting down with a paper like, okay, <laughs> what does tomorrow look like? What does next week look like? <laughs> what does a month from now look like? It is, it is not an easy thing, but, it's, it, you know, at the end of the day, I think human beings are pretty incredible, and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, have this will to do what we want in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I have this it wonderful child. Either, yeah. You know, I love him, and he is one of the things I want to put forth in the world, and so is Limberlost. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it comes down to you either do it or you don't do it. You know, yeah. there's right. always reasons to yeah. not do a thing. There's a million reasons. You know, there's a million excuses and a million things that you're afraid of and a million pieces yeah. of interference and resistance in your life. And you either do it or you don't do it. There is no try. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. right. Um, what is the one thing or a couple of things that you wish you had known before you got into the music business? Mm. I don't know. Well, that I one's hard for me. Five hours answering this one. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a very in the moment of the moment person. And like, I, like I find it impossible to like, even like remember an argument long enough to hold a grudge. So like thinking that far back into situations <laughs> is really hard for me. I'm just like, you know, just doing what we're doing now and, and living, living kind of in that. So, so that, that's a little harder for me, but um, I, I would say that I'm glad I'm doing this now in my life because back in the day, like, when I was a lot younger, I don't think I was ready. And I don't, I think that's why I wasn't doing this. I think I, I wasn't sure who I was and who I wanted to be. So I think you have to go into something like this, being willing to a be authentic, like we talked about B make mistakes, C stand up for yourself. And that means knowing who you are and knowing, knowing that you want and having convictions and being willing to fight for those and stand for those. So that's, that's the best answer I can give for that. That's a beautiful answer. That's a very good answer. Um, what would be the, the show, what would be the show that you'd want to create? The best show that you want to create if you could create a, a tour? What venue Ooh. would it be? Um, who would you have as your opening act? <laughs> what do you think? We've got, there's all kinds of bands out there that we would love to like link up with and, and, and work with. I, I would say something like it would be like festival level. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. want it to just be about us. I would want it to be, you know, like a big event, lots of bands, yeah, lots of people like coming together so that, so that we can work with people. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So something on the festival level, but there's bands like that we look up to and we cover their songs and stuff like Rival Sons is a band that we, that we love and we've done one of their songs for years. We'd love to, you know, link up with those guys. And, um, you know, I'm sure Mike has this dream of like, you know, playing with Foo Fighters. Uh, He's a big, you know, Dave Grohl fan. (laughs) And um, so I would love to at some point, work with the girls from heart because that's a pretty heavy influence for us in the Seattle area. So being able to work with Anne or Nancy or both would be, you know, probably one of my biggest dreams in in the industry. So that would, that'd be pretty cool. I would say. That would be awesome. I think that'd be amazing. Do you have any new music? Yeah. Um, Actually we've been uh, working on a new song because you know, we just, we're a train that never stops. <laughs> so yeah, even on our tour, an <laughs> and we did, we released an album, but even on tour, we had a brand new song that uh, you and Tony put together, right, Crystal? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tony, this is the the first time that Tony brought one of his kind of our generated ideas. Player. Our keyboard player, Tony. Yeah. He's had his own projects and his own bands over the years and has done a lot of songwriting. So he's, he's a very talented guy. And so he brought an idea and was like, hey, do you want to try to do something with this? So I got to kind of sit with with his initial idea and then develop it into um, some lyrical thoughts and kind of uh, he was very gracious in allowing me to mess with like the tempo and the arrangement and structure. And and we came up with something that I think is, is like different than we've done before, which is important for me whenever we're songwriting is. I don't ever run. I write the same song twice. Right. I want I want this to be new and exciting, and that's what motivates me. And so this one, yeah, we're just about ready to get this one kind of going in the studio. I think Mike is just about ready to go record some drums, and we'll start kind of building from that layer. And, you know, one album, we just released it this summer, and but that just means we're on to the next thing for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's right. What do you both love about being an artist? Ah, that emotional processing aspect of it is huge for me. I think it's it's just part of like my mental health process at this point, that even if nobody was hearing my songs, I would be writing them. um, Because that's how I that's how I know I'm healthy. If I can take an emotion and and live with it long enough to see the to see it from a bunch of different and then to process it into words and into chords and into sound and into emotion then I know that I'm, I'm doing okay, even though I'm going through a lot of crap, you know? So it's a good indicator for me just of that, that I'm, I'm going to be okay, even through hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a a similar note Um, on the other, um, the other side of that too, just music and performing and being on the stage and the energy that's Mm -hmm. required using your air in that manner, in that manner, just so intense. You know, even in our rehearsals, there's an intensity to it, and the singing releases endorphins. I would say there's an element it of does. therapy, of true therapy, yes, absolutely inside of absolutely. inside of being an artist, and that's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there a quote or a method that you like to use? You know, every day, every year, every month, um, that motivates you and pushes you. Ooh. See, that's another one where my memory doesn't always serve <laughs> questions like that. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, because it always changes. Like, so there's yep. there's always something that is kind of yeah. going around. But right now, for me, it's that that idea of emotions are scary, but you have to you have to be willing to feel them. 
for, I, you know, I went through a couple of years of really kind of a low point where I was dealing with a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. And it's because I was unwilling to feel things. So right now for me, right now, it every day is understanding that emotions are human and that I do have a choice in what I do with my reactions to those emotions and how they affect the people around me. But being willing to feel the grief, being willing to feel the anxiety and look at it long enough to see where it's coming from, to be able to do something with it. Yeah. That's very good. That's very good. And what is your writing process like? How do you guys decide to create a song? I, mean, I, so I love our process. It's like it's like there's the black one. box. There's, like there's no design. <laughs> it's just however you want to go about it, you go about it. Like like I brought in in the garden, it was like this piano song with singing and it's like completely different now, right? Like I did not write the piano part that Tony plays. I did not write the drums. I brought in this like song and this idea, but how we stuck to it is incredible. Mike will bring in a song, every part's written. Crystal brought in a song, every part written. It's just every part, like, idea, like, I'll put out ideas, and then the band will, like, take, like, what the essentials I brought and generate them into something else. Or we've started with songs where it was just, like, it was, like, a little jam thing. Like, one of my favorite songs that we do is Long Shadows, and that one was, that was something that that Ricky and Ben and Mike would jam on at rehearsal for, like, two years before I finally sat down and put some lyrics to it. So, for, for me, for songwriting, there's two sides. There's the art. And there's the craft. Right. So inspiration is in the art lane, right? So we, we have this this thing where it just happens and it comes and we try and grab it when it's right. And then there's the craft of having yeah. discipline to sit down and, you know, be willing to make decisions about lyrics, even if I'm not feeling inspired, you know, or particularly, you know, I need to sit down and actually develop a thing and, and use the craft of songwriting for it. And then that's the, also the time where, we're being willing to be in the same room for an extended amount of time, throwing right. out ideas, you know, being willing to have your ideas critiqued or have somebody not love something that you love. There's that, that part of the process that is the craft, you know, that's like the skill of doing it. And so I'd say our inspiration comes from wherever it comes from and we just try and grab it. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we really allow everyone in the band to bring in anything, any material, any idea. And I think that's kind of the really cool thing about us grasping at it too, is anybody can and anybody can grasp it with whatever their muse is, you know? Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, (laughs) Brittany, thank you so much for being on chatting with Nat. I've learned a lot about you guys. Thank you so much for having us. This has been really a lot of fun. Very enjoyable conversation. We appreciate it. You guys, I can't wait to hear the new tunes. I'm going to check out your album. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, that which cannot be spoken happens um, for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll put it out there in the universe for you. But, yeah, thank, thank you again. Thank you. Um, people can find you at www.limberlostmusic.com or they can just Google mm-hmm. you. People on so many platforms. Spotify. Yeah, yep, Spotify, everywhere. Apple Music, Tidal, whatever. We're there. Oh, yeah. You too. Just Google me because half the time I can't remember what I'm on. Um, but thank right. you. Again. <laughs> I mean, can you even remember? It's like, yeah, then you have to remember passwords. Then you have to be here, there, everywhere. 
it's just crazy. People just yeah. don't know the amount of work it takes to be um, in this music industry. A lot of work, a lot yeah. of work, but we're doing our thing and we'll continue to do yeah. our thing. I think you guys are all inspiring and that a lot of young ladies will uh, look up to you and everything that you guys are doing. So. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate what you do as well. Again, thank you for having us and for, for putting your time and energy into us as well. Thank you so much. So everybody, that, that's the Chatting with Nat with Rock Band Limber Lost, and that was Crystal and Brittany. Go find them, www.limberlostmusic.com. They are awesome. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.